shit you check it I rap about nothing that's corrected If you can't get with that Then I split the rap scraps Tucked back beneath my armpits Peace I don't care what you earn Man, you see these still getting burned Hey, Starks here Good evening, good morning, good afternoon Wherever you may be in the fantasy world Welcome to the Fantasy Unicorns Podcast We're Dynasty Driven But we give a little redraft flavor as well we're joined by Pulse Podcast Network, and we're collaborating with the Fantasy Pros with the rest of the season rankings. Uh, read our content on thefantasyunicorns.com. Make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Write a two- to three-word review for our podcast. Unicorn listeners, continue to spread the word. And as well as we also have a Patreon on our site, so go ahead and take a look at that. Uh, we'll give you more assistance if you look at the tier brackets that we have. And as well, shop online. I mean, We have some nice clothing apparel for you as well as unicorn mugs, have a unicorn onesie. Um, there's eight days left where you can get 15% off, so go ahead and take a look and gander in that. And, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, it's me and uh, Kevin here this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be. We're going to be running the head and shoulders offense. Uh, Kevin's going to be the head of things with mind control as far as the analytical part, and uh, I'm going to shoulder a lot of the offense. So with that being said, I'm going to pass the ball there to Kevin. Hey, what's up, Internet? Um, it's good to be here again. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin So, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking about some basketball. Awesome. All right, Kevin, I'm ready to take people on for a ride, and uh, we're going to go over the weekend news along with some current news. And uh, one of the things that dropped out here today, and actually a little while ago as well, is uh, Karis LeVert. They're talking about him coming, uh, coming back in around All-Star break. And it's something that is very special, and I know there's been – in leagues, essentially, that um, he's actually been available in Yahoo. I think it was around close to 50, 50% or maybe even a little bit more higher than – I think ESPN was like 30% or below. He shouldn't be available in those type of – in any of those leagues in general. But uh, if he is, go ahead and grab him as quickly as possible and stash him. Um, you know, my thought process is actually – before I get further into it, I know this is one of Kevin's guys. So, you know, what's your thoughts on him and uh, – what do you plan on doing with him? Yeah, I have him in, um, I think, one dynasty league. And uh, he, he started off the season great, um, really took control of the team. Uh, I know um, D'Angelo Russell is playing really great right now, too. So it'll be interesting to see how those two kind of um, fit in the backcourt together um, as he comes back from injury. I, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be that guy. Um that he was in the beginning of the season right away. I think it's going to take a little bit of time, but uh, the fact that he's coming back at all this season is amazing. And yeah. coming back before the all-star break, which is what the rumor is, uh, it, it's definitely a good sign. You know, I, I don't think Brooklyn would rush him because they're, they're right now they're in the middle of the playoff mix anyway. So um, I don't think there's a need to rush him. So I think they just, that just means that he's getting close um, and, uh, you know, we know that when he's a hundred percent, he's he can produce. And so, if he's sitting on your waivers, like Starks was saying, you got to go pick him up uh, as soon as possible because um, he's a guy that's you know can put up top forty numbers uh, when when all cylinders are firing. So it, it might be a little slow going at first if you do pick him up. Um, so I wouldn't expect too much right out the gate, but within a few weeks and probably in time for the fantasy playoffs, he could be that twenty point uh, guy. You know offering all sorts of production across the board. So uh, definitely a guy to look out for. And like I said, if he's sitting on your waiver, go grab him now and, you know, you can figure the rest out later. Yeah. And just kind of what Kevin was also saying, and I know I kind of 
put the joke tag on him as far as like, you know, I say this is Kevin's guy. This is actually legitimately Kevin's guy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like to see, you know, Kevin get to those players that a lot of experts, I mean, experts had, you know, highlighted on him in the beginning of the year, but I know Kevin was uh, one of those GMs and experts to, to touch him in a lot of leagues. So um, I know for me, I, I am excited to see him back, you know, the type of injury that he had. It's almost like you didn't expect him to come back this year. So that's definitely something special to see. So we're going to actually jump along here in the next part of this section. And uh, obviously, as you know, everybody knows the trade that went down with the Mavs and the Knicks. And uh, the two players that, you know, they had their first game as a Nick, Nick and Bockers. So it was DSJ and DeAndre uh, Jordan. And uh, D- Dennis Smith is one of my guys. And he didn't particularly have the best game for the first game of the uh, New York uh, brand in, in general. So he only had eight points, three rebounds, and six assists. And for me, you know, he still shouldn't be available in any leagues. I mean, to me, he has to be on your squad. And hopefully, you know, he'll be better. I believe he'll be better, you know, at some point of this season. And I still have him as a, a breakout type of player next year. And I'll highlight a little bit more about it here in a little bit. Um, but as far as uh, DeAndre Jordan goes with this, you know, it's, it's a situation that, yeah, I mean, he had a pretty good game, 12, 12 and 12 in 29 minutes. But, you know, in New York, as people know, that rotation is just not fun to play with. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a situation that I honestly want to, uh, be cautious of, but what's going to actually hurt the value of certain players that we were starting to get excited for as far as Cornette goes and as well as uh, who's the other big, Mitchell Oh, Robinson. we were getting, yeah, thank you. So Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson as well. Um, you know, we was hoping to, to see them get minutes and I mean, it doesn't necessarily necessarily mean they won't um, the opportunity could still be there, but obviously their value is going to take a, you know, a plunder there. So I'm going to pass the ball to Kevin and his thoughts on those. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mentioned it last podcast, and uh, I'm not as big on Dennis Smith Jr.'s uh, prospects. Um, he, he definitely looked like the guy uh, coming into his rookie season. I know, you know, Starks and I had talked about him last year, um, mm. just in our chats, and, you know, we were kind of both hyped for him. And I, for some reason, it just hasn't clicked. And I don't know what's going on with his decision-making or what, but it just seems like there's some, some, some sort of um, – some sort of issue with him where he's just not able to put put it all together. Um, mm. He's got that, you know, that elite athleticism. Um, so that, that hasn't gone anywhere, but I just, I wonder if he's going to be sort of that top 40, top 50 guy that we thought he might become. Um, I just think that there are certain things that might, that might be holding him back from that. Um, but, you know, New York's going to give him a ton of run now. Um, you know, they're, they're going to see what they have in him. Um, and he's definitely a guy that could, breakout next year I just I'm not as confident on it as as Starks is um as far as DeAndre Jordan you know he's he's the best center on the Knicks right now um he's obviously an older guy I don't really know what the Knicks plans are like you know they should be probably tanking to get that um get that number one pick if they can or increase their chances um but you know they have now they have DeAndre Jordan now they have Wes Matthews so it's kind of a weird mix of some old vets on there now that you know, could be helping other teams. So those, some of those guys might be on the move. I know that um, a couple of teams have been linked to Wes Matthews and it, there's always the talk of DeAndre Jordan maybe getting bought out or moved or something like that. So he's kind of a double-double guy no matter where he goes. The, the nice thing is he has really increased his free throw shooting this season, which was kind of out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good center. Um, you know, he's, he's 
good for redrafts. He, he'll be good in dynasty for another year or two, probably. Uh, but he is sort of at the tail end of, of sort of where he's going to be that really effective player. So, um, you know, you can't expect him to be, to keep going like this for too much longer, but he is, you know, he's a double, double guy. And um, at least for now, he's not really a liability on free throws like he had been previously in his career. So um, I, yeah, I like him and I, I would pick him up um, if someone is kind of souring on him right now. Yeah, we're, we're a little bit opposite here, which is definitely fine. Um, if DeAndre Jordan, I mean, just like you were saying, he still is giving you that solid production. And then the surprise with the free throw percentage this year, I mean, that's a that's that's great to have. And then as far as DSJ for me, um, his, his time frame is, is starting to dwindle down, obviously, for me. And I know a lot of people's fading, um, with, including yourself, which is perfectly fine. Um, so we're going to actually jump into the next player here. Um, he, it's Kyle Anderson. He actually just seen a specialist uh, for his shoulder. And, man, I, I'm going to tell you this. For me, I, you know, I like slow-mo. And, you know, he's been having a, a rocky year, ups and downs. Um, but the thing with him is if you can afford, you know, the hit on your team for a little bit, if you're in, like, top in the standings, I mean, because I know a lot of people do redrafts, but we're dynasty-driven. I mean, obviously, in a dynasty league, you got to hold them for me. And then redraft league depends on your situation, depends on the categories, depends on your win and loss record, and it depends on what you need on your team. It's a lot of things that kind of factor in. Um, But if, you know, who's going to basically, for the time that he may be out, don't know how long he'll be out, but a player that um, I like actually, and I know he didn't have the best game is, uh, I like to call him Bruno Mars, uh, Bruno Caboclo. So if he's available in your league, that in a deep league that is, so if you're able to pick him up, He's a triple one threat, um, which can be consisted of one three-pointer, one still one block at any point in time. Um, he's not going to be particularly the guy that's going to get you a lot of usage rate, but to have those type of stats on your team is pretty special. And I'll pass the ball to uh, Kevin there, his thoughts on Kyle Anderson. Yeah, anytime someone has to go see a specialist, it's not usually a good sign. Um, and you look at what Memphis is trying to do right now, moving they're trying to move Conley and Gasol. Uh, so this team looks like they're ready to blow it up. They won't probably, you know, don't really um, have Kyle Anderson sort of at the top of their priorities as far as getting playing time right now. Um, so there's probably not going to be a rush to get him back, even if it's nothing that serious. So for redraft leagues, you know, he's worth he's worth the hold um, until we get more information. But he's definitely very risky because of the situation that Memphis is in right now. Uh, and as far as dynasty leagues, um, I'm with Starks too. I, I like him. He's kind of a unique player. He offers sort of, uh, he, he doesn't impress you when you just kind of glance at his stats, but when you look a little bit closer, he does kind of offer some, some good value in, in a couple different categories. Now this season has been a little bit rough, um, as, as we mentioned, but, um, you know, he's, uh, he's a guy that can get you a couple, uh, good, good counting stats here and there. And I think, there's value in that. And there's definitely, you know, top 80, top, maybe even top 60 potential down the road for him. Um, and uh, just this season, you may have to kind of bite the bullet in dynasty as far as what his production is going to end up being. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to jump into the next player here. And it's uh, Clint Capella after the, you know, obviously the right thumb uh, surgeries rejoining the Rockets for the first time since January 17th. And uh, he actually worked out prior to Saturday's game. And uh, they're talking about him. Uh, he's targeting the Rockets first game after the All-Star break. So I'm going to pass the ball to Kevin and his thoughts on that. Yeah, I wrote about Capella um, with the uh, the injury uh, in an article not too long ago. And, you know, I think his his return is going to be 
pretty seamless. I feel like he just based on the type of injury that he had, um, he's gonna he's gonna kind of pretty quickly get right back to being the the guy that he was before the injury. Um, so that's obviously gonna damper Kenneth Fareed's value quite a bit. Uh, though he's kind of done enough to at least keep himself in that rotation. It's not a deep team, obviously. So, um, you know, I think getting traded out of Brooklyn, or I guess, was he traded? Or I think, they... I think he was traded. I don't know. I'm not sure. Either way, he got his way out of Brooklyn, um, and th- that made such a huge difference for, for his outlook for the year. Um, and, you know, with Capella coming back, obviously, like I said, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt. But he still could put up, you know, kind of a maybe an, an eight and six type number. So in deeper leagues, he's probably still uh, worth it with the, you know, with a couple boards, um, you know, the high field goal percentage, that sort of thing. Uh, but I just wouldn't expect obviously the, the his run of double digit um, games to, to keep going. Uh, but for Clint Capella, I think it'll be pretty quickly back to, to his usual self. Yeah. Kentucky free chicken. I, I think his, his time is about wound up over there. So, you know, if you had him on your team, it was a fun run. Um, but, you know, if if he could still hold some stats, you know, a little bit more, even when Capella comes back. But just keep in mind, it'll be a time for you standard league guys uh, to kind of pitch him. In a dynasty league, Farid is not going to be a, a long term for you. So we're going to actually jump into a, another player on slate here. And it's uh, a player that actually has been stringing some pretty strong games here. Um, and it's Kenrich Williams for uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. And, uh, you know, he had 21 points with five three-pointers January 30th. And then the February 2nd here recently, he had two threes, 12 and eight with a few assists there. And this kind of go- comes on the heels of, you know, players being out uh, as far as like Miritich and uh, what's the other guy's name, Julius Randle. And I mean, if you, if you have time or you probably don't have time, cause I mean, we're recording while games are going on. And I know for you DFS specialists, he was a player that I would say you would you could hurry up and plug in on the cheap. Or if you were able to stream him as Mike is a specialist in as well, hopefully you were able to stream him today because he got the starting spot. Now, as far as Dynasty, how we kind of calculate him, I mean, um, it's kind of hard to project him right now. But if you're in, obviously you're in your deep league because we like to play in deeper leagues, Dynasty leagues, we're Dynasty driven. So if you're able to take a flyer on him, just kind of see what happens Obviously, before the trade deadline, I mean, I'd definitely hold on to him if you can. So, uh, with that being said, I'll pass the ball to Kevin there. Yeah, he, he kind of came out of nowhere. Um, he's a G League guy. And, um, yeah, he's looked he's looked really good. He's got a lot of hustle to his game, which is fun. Uh, and New Orleans is just kind of a mess right now, obviously, with all the stuff that's going on with AD. He got a lot of injuries. You got Drew probably wanting out once AD's out. So, they're kind of just a mess of a team right now until they – figure out what they're doing with their trades and um you know i think in the meantime he can keep feasting you know as long as uh, miritich and randall are out and ad's out uh there's going to be a ton of minutes to to soak up so uh he's one of those guys that has kind of stepped up and really capitalized on on the situation and i think you know depending on what comes back you know and uh, if new orleans is going to end up tanking there's no reason why they can't keep giving him you know solid minutes so he's definitely a guy that snuck under the radar um if you you know you didn't believe it after the first game when he got 16 boards but he's strung together like stark says uh three solid good solid games um back to back to back so he could be a guy to to definitely take a flyer on and and see what happens yeah so we're going to actually jump on to the next player here and it's actually for me a more of a surprise player that 
I don't think I've mentioned too much, or maybe even the unicorns. I, I really can't remember, but it's Jeremy Grant. And this year he's at top 62 player. And for me, it's weird, um, but it's good. Um, and this is one of the things I, I should have gave, you know, the unicorns in our last podcast. We didn't have enough time uh, when we did the jump ball segment. But, you know, this is another player. At that point, he was actually averaging a triple one. Again, what a triple one is, is one three-pointer, one steal, and one block. And that is not easy for players to do that. And he was he, he's pretty much doing it. He's only missing it by a point uh, one steal this year. But, you know, what he's kind of doing is, is impressive, um, you know, this year. And hopefully if you have him in a dynasty league, since we're dynasty driven, I, I like to see what, you, what the market is for him because I don't believe – and actually he's been even producing at some points of the season – top 40 but now he's a top 62 but see what type of jams are in interest to him but if you can't get the value back and return in the market i can understand it and i would be happy to have him because i'm sure that either number one a you picked him up from the free agency or number two b then you probably just drafted him super late and you got a super value for a player like this and he's the type of player as a game changer for you for your fantasy league to get you a championship so you know, with that being said, I'll pass the ball to Kevin. His thoughts on Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant uh, has been a nice surprise. I, I picked him up off the just off of waivers um, in one of my leagues, probably two weeks into the season, and he's been putting up you know pretty consistent, nice stats. There's nothing that blows you away. Um, uh-huh. One of the things that I think we have to be careful of with him though is that the the two best categories that he's bringing to the table. One is blocks which is good, uh-huh. 1.4 blocks. But the second, and it's really close, is turnovers. So uh-huh. when you have a guy who's second, by far the second best strength that he's bringing is, is low turnovers, it's not, not usually going to help most teams that are going to be competing right now. So that, that sort of red flag for me is something to, to think about because it can definitely skew um, rankings. And so when I do rankings um, – definitely keep an eye on, on that, uh, the turnover aspect, because while it is, it's a legit category in most leagues, you know, it's something that, you know, does get counted. It's not something that really goes with what a lot of um, high usage players and guys that are going to win your year league. um, You know, they're going to be the guys that have a ton of turnovers anyway. So in general, for most competitive teams, that's kind of a category that you end up punting a lot of the time. So just something to think about as far as his actual value, because even though he's 62 on the season, which is great, way better than anyone ever expected. um, A lot of that value is coming from those low turnovers. So, um, you know, again, I think that skews it a little bit. And if you can convince somebody to, to send you, you know, a top 75 guy that has a ton of, you know, he has a ton of turnovers, but maybe he gives you more counting stats or gives you, ton of assists or something you know that's something that you should definitely investigate yep and then the next player we're going to definitely touch up on and i mean just like kind of actually what kevin said that's very important to touch up on that as far as um jeremy grant goes because what you got to be careful as far as what is the lead on a player even though their ranking shows what they are you got to always pay attention to that in each stat uh, stat category um so we're going to jump into the next player here and it's good to see is actually mikhail bridges for the phoenix suns now, the Phoenix Suns is another team I, I call a wasteland. There's a lot of um, situations that is going on as far as, like, offense, and, you know, they don't have anything to really play for except for Zion at this point in time. Um, but Mikael Bridges has been, I believe, he's been a top 39 player uh, the last 10 games, and that's something unique. He's a player that can 
actually is a stock player. So if he is somehow available, he shouldn't be. But if he's somehow available in your league, he needs to be added on your team. Because to be honest with you, with the Suns, they're going to run out the younger cats out there. So when you when you run those type of players, that gives you more upside. The upside that obviously there's going to be some inconsistencies along with, along the way with that. But in a dynasty format, since we're dynasty driven, I'd like to definitely have him on my dynasty league or in dynasty team. And hopefully, you know, he gets a starting role at some point in time or at least carve it and let it be secure uh, for the Phoenix Suns. It just obviously depends on, you know, number one, the trade deadline, number two, who they depend on drafting, you know, after that. Because, you know, is uh, and this is me joking to say uh, Josh Jackson is Kevin's guys. It really is. And I just play around with that. But, you know, Josh Jackson is actually um, he's been doing some decent games. So he'll bring it out here and there. But. You know, Mikael Bridges is, is, is looking like the truth, honestly. So, you know, with that being said, I'll pass the ball to Kevin. Yeah, I don't have much to add. I, I like Mikael Bridges a lot. Uh, I think he's definitely going to – he has a bright future. I like his, his potential. Um, maybe not this year or next year, but I feel like in two years he could definitely be a guy that, um, depending on how the Suns teams look or if he's still on the Suns at that point, I feel like at that point he will he'll definitely be a player to be reckoned with and is a guy that – um, you know, if he can be, um, if you can trade low for him in dynasty, um, that's, that's someone to, to, to consider. But like Stark says, he's been really hot lately. He's been getting a ton of minutes. Um, uh, he's putting, putting up good points, solid, solid rebounds. Um, a lot of steals actually seven steals in the last two games, um, and eight threes in the last two games too. So he's, he's been playing really well. So maybe that, that, uh, GM that rosters him may not give him up so easily, but He's a guy that has a bright future, I think, and um, and, I, and I like his outlook. Yep, absolutely. And actually, we're going to start to actually get into halftime here. Um, it's a little bit about breakstuff.market. I'm going to have a halftime show to explain how that is. It's actually on our website, but if you guys like to trade cards and sell cards, you know, you can check it up on our website, and also you can go to that.com. So. Oh, man. So we're recording while games are going on. And I got this report on Derek White, MRI on his right foot. Uh, Pop said it wasn't great. Oh, man, it's not a good sign. So was it plantar fasciitis in his right foot? Something similar that he had in his other foot earlier in the season. So that's just weird, man. It's an unfortunate situation. So who's going to basically pick up the slack there in San Antonio? It's going to be a collective effort. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming maybe what Bellinelli uh, Patty Mills and maybe Brian Forbes at that point in time, even maybe David Bertans. So it's going to be a collective effort. All right. So we're going to jump into uh, the head and shoulders offense. You know, we're me and Kevin's one of the original unicorns here. So we're going to go ahead and spice it up and give things as far as the listeners, something a little different here since we're dynasty driven. And uh, these are, we, we wanted to highlight on four players here, the last 15 games. And uh, I have this section, obviously, as head and shoulders, but it's believe it or not. And what that kind of consists of is, you know, they're ranking the last 15 games. Are we believing it's sustainable in redraft? And is it sustainable in the Dynasty League or is it, could it match? Um, so with that being said, we're going to jump into the player that has been a top 11 player the last 15 games, averaging 24 points, almost four three-pointers, uh, almost four rebounds, uh, almost two assists, one steal half a block, uh, 0.833 free throw line. And he's obviously a low-volume shooter at the free throw line. But the guy we want to touch upon is Clay Thompson. 
And uh, he has been on a burner here the last 15, 15 games. But I actually tweeted this out, actually, man, uh, several days ago that if you're able to reach out to a GM or, uh, a, you know, whoever it may be in your league, in a dynasty league, then I'm looking to try to sell him like hotcakes. It may not be easy. He's elite in three-pointers, as we know, but in points. But it's one of those things is he doesn't do enough for me. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not something that you would need on your team. Obviously, it depends on what you can get re- in return. But for me, if you can square off and get maybe a, a top 15 to top 20-ish player, then you excuse me, you dial your GMs up and you see if you can pull it off. And redraft leagues, I mean, it's the same difference. But if you can't, then it's fine. You can ride it out. So do I think it's sustainable? No, I don't believe it's sustainable. Um, so with that being said, I think he's still maybe a top 25, at least for me, top 30-ish type of player. But he can prove me wrong. So I'll pass the ball to Kevin on his thoughts on uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah, he's um... – I'm not as high on Clay Thompson. Um, I, obviously, I don't think you know where, where he's at over the last uh, couple of games is going to be something that sticks. Um, he's been shooting a super high field goal percentage, way higher than he's been shooting all season. I don't think that's sustainable. Uh, and with that, I don't think the 3.93 is obviously sustainable either. Um, and with that, his points will dip. So I just don't think he does enough in the other categories. You know, um, Starks kind of rattled off his whole stat line there. And it's just – He's just, uh, you know, if you are stacking three-pointers, um, you know, he's a guy that can bring you those elite threes. But this, I don't know. To me, he's just not one of those guys that I ever go after. And, you know, I think maybe top 30 is his ceiling for the season. And I would probably push closer to, like, a top 40 type player um, just because he doesn't really offer much else in sort of the counting stats. You know, he gives you the threes, he gives you some points. Right, well, he gives you a fair amount of points. Um, a lot of threes, um, free throw percentage, but like Stark says, that's on some low vol- low volume. And again, it's coming back to that thing I mentioned before. He, he averages 1.1 turnovers, which is really low for a guy that scores that much. Um, and that's he's getting value from that as well. So it's it's a little bit of a of an aberration as far as the the number 11 ranking. And so I think for me, it definitely is not something that sticks. If you can sell him high, uh, go for it. Um, I just know that I wouldn't touch him unless I'm, you know, giving up someone in the in the 40s or something, and I really needed threes. Nice. Well, we're pretty much essentially on the same boat here. Um, so we're going to jump into the next player on this uh, section here, the head and shoulders offense. And uh, believe it or not, the last 15 games, this player is a top 28 player, 21 points, four three-pointers, four and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, just about 0.5 steals, 0.2 blocks. Free throw is actually at a low volume at 0.9 or actually at 90%. Turnovers is low at 1.4. Field goal percentage is shooting at 51%. The guy we're talking about here is Buddy Hield. And to be honest with you guys, I actually love me some Buddy Hield. Um, now, do I think this is a sustainable this year? No, I don't. Um, the field goal percentage has to take a little bit of a decline. He's just on a burner right now. And also to keep in mind, I mean, the three-pointers, I'm not going to say that sustainable. I think it might. Come down a little bit, but he's a player that's firing threes. And, um, you know, obviously, one thing I will say that actually sticks out to me, if he can just somehow average a steal, because that's where he struggles at. If he can average a steal, for me, he could be a top 25-ish, top 30 player since we're dynasty-driven. He can reach that, I believe. He can can even be a little bit better, but, you know, on on a whim, I think he could be – 
a top, like I said, again, top 25, top 30. But at this point in time this year, I don't believe it's sustainable. But, you know, if he could prove me wrong, I'd, I'd be happy with that. So um, if he, if you can basically, for me, if you can buy Buddy Hill, obviously you probably can't buy him right now at a fair price. Uh, if you can wait until he obviously doesn't stay on this burner to try to buy on him low, then I would try to do that. But right now it's going to be hard to attain him. But if you're in a dynasty league, it might be a little bit different. Because some people may not believe it. And I know for me, like I said, I believe in him, but I don't know as far as right now. I think it may take a little bit more time. So with that being said, I'll pass the ball to Kevin and his thoughts on Buddy Hill. Uh, yeah, I like Buddy a lot. I think uh, I, I'm, I'm right with you. I think top 25 is, is definitely doable for him uh, at some point. And I don't think, you know, he's uh, you, you had him at 28 for the uh, mm-hmm. for over this last bit. And he's, he's not that far back for the whole season. He's 38 overall for the whole season. So mm-hmm. he's putting in a top 40 season already as is. You mentioned the steals, which I totally agree. That's one thing that is lower. This average 1.1 steals per game last season. So he's capable of doing that. So he mm-hmm. does have room to grow from this point as well. So he's he's a really good player. He offers a lot of, a lot, a lot of different production across the multiple categories. So I think he's... Definitely a guy that I, I would like to, to pursue to get on my team. Um, you know, he's he's got a, a bright future. Um, and I think he's, you know, like I said, top 25, maybe even top 20, depending on mm-hmm. the situation. But, um, you know, he's 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 shooting 46% from three right now, which is huge. That's probably not going to stick. But right. I could see the steals catching back up to what he did last season too. So it, it all kind of balances out. And I think he's, he's a guy that can, um, you know, is definitely a, a good player to, to have on your team. Awesome. So let me take the – actually steal the ball and give it back to you. Who do you take in a dynasty league if it started today? Would you take Chris Middleton or Buddy Hill? I'd, start, I'd probably take Buddy. I'm, I'm kind of fading on Middleton a little bit right now. You know, you know that's funny because I, I, I'm the same with you on that, man. And, and, I, and I like Middleton. I mean, mm-hmm. I know he's having a struggle, struggle bus of a year, but – that doesn't necessarily mean like next year he's going to be the same. Uh, I still believe in Middleton as a solid player, but yeah, I, I'll be honest, man. I, I do actually want Buddy Hield, man. Yeah, Hield's been great. How about this? Would you like mm-hmm. Hield or your boy Fox? <laughs> oh, man. I, I think I'm just going to take Fox. And, and this is why I say Fox. Because to be honest with you, Hield could be better next year. He really could. But the reason why I take Fox in this situation, obviously – there's a lot. He's the flavor of the year, obviously. Like I said in the last episode, or yeah, last episode with us, the when we were running um, the Fantastic Three offense. But I believe I can sell him high, like hotcakes. And just because you know, I know there's a lot of experts or even GMs to be like, well, what's the point of drafting a player or have picking up a player just to trade him? That doesn't make sense. Well, for me, as you know, Kevin, I'm an unorthodox type of GM or expert, so I like to go against the grain and try things a little bit differently. He's a player just because of his name. And I honestly, it's not just a name because I love De- De'Aaron Fox myself, but I think I can still try to sell him like hotcakes to see if I get something better. But essentially if I'm stuck to have Fox, that's fine too. And I'm, I would actually still take Fox. So what about you? Who would you take, man? I, I think I actually like buddy a little bit more. Um, okay. It's close though. I mean, obviously they bring different things to the table. If, you, if you're looking yep. for assists, you, Fox is your guy. Looking for steals, Fox is your guy. But you know, I, I think overall, um, I just I like what um, what Heald brings a little bit more. But it's close, and it could change next year. You know, they're both really young guys. So, uh, mm-hmm. but if I had to pick one right now, I, I would go Heald. 
And you know what? Also, I'm, I think we should just stay on this subject real quick. I think Buddy Hill could average a little bit more assists. I mean, 2.3. Obviously, if he can get three, at least I would be happy. But I think he he has a little bit more in him. So he could actually just break what we kind of think right now. But I, I do definitely love the upside of him, man. Yep. So we're going to jump on to the next player here, and it's uh, Thaddeus Young. And, oh, man, I'm going to pass the ball to you, Kevin. What's your thoughts on him, man? Yeah, he's one of those guys everyone always kind of forgets about. Um, and, and then, you know, 11th round rolls around. You're like, oh, yeah, let me – I guess I should draft him. Hey, he's he's still a, a good steals guy. Um, yeah. You know, he, that's kind of his specialty, and it's been that way for a while. You know, he doesn't really produce anything – that or you know anything that's too much of a positive in, in any of the other categories um so he's, he's he's a guy that if you need to beef up your steals um you know he's kind of a nice lower end guy to have but i know lately he's been playing really well um that 58 percent field goal percentage has been huge obviously over the last um last 15 games that stark's had mm-hmm. here um but you know he's he he's solid you know i, I think with oladipo out um, it does obviously open things up more for him. He's still capable of producing. You know, he was a guy, believe it or not, you know, eight years ago, you know, it was kind of like a star. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's, you know, he's he's still capable of it, but he's kind of fit into this role of the last couple of years of just being kind of that, you know, solid, uh, undersized power forward that gets steals, you know, does a little bit of everything, but um, doesn't really excel in any major area. And, um, you know, he can put up, uh, better stats than he has been in the last couple of years if he's given the opportunity and with Oladipo out kind of that's what we're seeing right now so um, you know he's he's a guy that uh, if like I said if he needs steals I, I would go for him if he's available uh, I don't know what his availability looks like in in, in standard leagues but um, you know I wouldn't assume he'd be available in too many right and, and let me just say this too let me at least ask you this on Thaddeus Young actually he's 80 80- three percent uh rostered on at least for yahoo okay um do you think or not even do you think where would you draft him in a dynasty league today well it it depends on how my team was you know obviously he's not going to be one of those guys that's drafted in the in the early rounds because one you know his his upside is pretty low you know he's probably his upsides his ceiling is probably like a top 75 player depending on the situation um Mm -hmm. and then you obviously have to take his age into account so, you know, it, it depends on how deep the league is, but I would probably draft easily draft, you know, 120 guys ahead of him. Yeah, I was going to say I'm easily after the hundreds, but even a 120 makes sense. And in the last 15 games, he has been a top 35 player. So that has been pretty, pretty good. Whoever you, you know, as far as you redrafters in dynasty league leaguers, or even if you picked him up from the free agency, if you have him, man, enjoy it, especially what Kevin was saying, Dippo being out, it only kind of boosts his value for this year. Um, the next person, the last person on slate here for the head and shoulders offense uh, for the last 15 games, this this player is a top 47 player the last 15 games. So he's averaging almost 17 points, three three-pointers, uh, two rebounds, one and a half assists, um, almost a steal. Point one block. I mean, he's shooting at 58% field goal percentage and 90% at the free throw lines and 1.3 at the turnovers. Now, this this, this guy's Malik Beasley, and um, I stay getting messages about this guy. Uh, and he's a good player, but I'm just going to go ahead and just not beat around the bush. Gary Harris is the better player to have. And obviously, Malik Beasley, If since we're dynasty-driven, I'd like to have him in a, in a dynasty league. 
but I don't, I want you, you know, the listeners and even the readers of our uh, blogs and our articles per se, got to pump the brakes, at least for my opinion here, uh, pump the brakes a little bit on him because you can't give him the title already over Gary Harris. Gary Harris has just been riddled with injuries this year and I still have him as a better player. And, uh, uh, before I get maybe touch up a tad bit more, I will pass the ball to Kevin and his thoughts on Malik Beasley. Yeah, he's had quite a run recently. Him and uh, Monty Morris yep. have been huge, right. uh, you know, with, with Murray and Harris out. Uh, mm-hmm. They've really stepped up, you know, way more than anyone thought that they would. And they're just kind of enjoying this sort of magical run um, over the last few weeks. But, yeah, I, I agree. They're not as good as the starters, you know, at least not now. Maybe – Maybe something, you know, maybe one of them will become kind of an elite player down the road. But for now, you know, Jamal Murray and, and Gary Harris are two um, really, really good guards. And um, they do other stuff as well, sort of that doesn't get picked up on the box scores um, that help the team that, you know, are make them more valuable in real life as well. So I think there's as long as they're healthy and unless we hear something different about their injuries, um, you know, I would just keep riding Beasley and Morris um, while while they're getting time. But I would expect their roles to to, to drop real fast as soon as those guys get healthy. Uh, but I agree in Dynasty, they're they're worth picking up and and kind of seeing what happens down the road because maybe uh, they're traded or maybe someone else, you know, maybe Gary Harris gets traded or something happens, um, uh-huh. and all of a sudden they find themselves in a in a starting role and. They've already shown, you know, hey, we they can produce and they, they can put up, you know, scoring threes, assists, all sorts of stuff. And both of them have looked really good. So uh, I would get excited about both in the Dynasty League just to kind of uh, see what happens. But for redraft, you know, just ride it out until those guys come back and then probably can move on. You know, you can hold on to them maybe for some end of the roster value, but um, they're not going to be obviously producing like they have been. Yeah, thanks for uh, actually carrying me over uh, that turnover I did because, yeah, Monte Morris is a player that should be added as well. I mean, in the dynasty format, I'd like to have him too. You know, he's been impressive. Those two players in general have been impressive. And uh, Denver, man, it's going to be an interesting year in the Western Conference, you know, with Eve obviously with Gold State. But Denver, you can't really sleep on them. You know, yeah. they got a lot of players. Go De- ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, Denver's interesting. I- I'm curious, you know, we haven't heard any rumors, but if I were the GM there, they have, they're so deep. Um, why, why wouldn't they try to consolidate some of that talent and see if they can bring back, um, you know, a star player or something, because you got, you got, they're deep pretty much at every position man. and you you can try to package three of those guys and bring some, you know, maybe bring one guy back from, from a disgruntled team or something, you know, or a team that's, that's not going to make the playoffs or something and, and send over some of their prospects who've already proven themselves. It's just one of the, you know, it's one of those things to keep an eye on, but I haven't heard any rumors and I'm just surprised because again, if I was Denver, they have more depth than they know what to do with. And they could <laughs> try to turn that into sort of an upgrade somewhere. So that's what I would try to do at least. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm with you on that. And uh, we didn't have this slate on, uh, but I'll, I'll give you guys a quick uh, shot here just to give you a little bit of quick info as far as um, just to have in fantasy in general. Uh, one of the, too important as I mean we touched a little bit on you know Kenrich Williams as a players or GMs that are running to add him get him on rosters and and actually it's another player and uh I'll, I'll leave Kevin alone on this but Josh Jackson a lot of people is uh jumping on him so if if you want to stream and obviously sons uh, let me actually say this too because I, I meant to actually put this in here um that just kind of brings back to 
when you guys stream, obviously it's important how you stream. You got to be use the analytical side and, and try to get as much games out of a player or vice versa, the best quality games as Mike uh, does for us is streaming. And then obviously Kevin does the waiver wire articles as well so that you guys can utilize on the wet, uh, on the fantasyunicorns.com. So check that out. But one thing I want to highlight for you guys that are streaming this week, as you guys know, the trade deadline is coming up. So just be cautious on how you're, pick, you're streaming this week because I know essentially when you're making ads, you want to make sure that you win the match this week, especially almost in desperate times if you're in the bottom of the league. I understand it. But at the same time, if you're like in the middle of the pack, it might be a little bit different because the trade deadline, that can open up the opportunity from someone that could be a legitimate player for you to have from the free agency or the waiver wire per se that you can utilize the rest of the season off of these trades. So it might open up a spot for someone to get rotation minutes. So just be cautious on as far as using your ads. So pretty much essentially what I'm trying to say is if you have like three ads or four or five ads that week, just be a little bit more mindful to try to save that one or save that two just before the trade deadline goes down. So that way you have enough ammo uh, to utilize here with this trade deadline coming up. Did you want to highlight on anything with that, Kevin? No, I agree. I agree with all everything you said there. Awesome. So we're going to actually jump into the unicorn court. And uh, this is uh, Kevin's part here where he's going to give fantasy advice. He's a carrot giver. So you have a carrot giving thing to, to the listeners tonight. Uh, one, one thing I was going to mention, and this kind of piggybacks a little bit off of what you were saying with the with the streaming. Um, you know, Mike does put out really good streaming articles and it's, it's a really valuable tool. And one thing to, to, to do that a lot of people, they don't pay attention to what their opponent has or the players mm-hmm. or their categories that their opponent is good at. And so sometimes you have to really be strategic because if you don't pay attention and you start, you know, picking up guys that are helping you in categories that you're already winning in, um, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to get you closer to victory against, against your opponent. And so if you are streaming guys, uh, it, it's good to get sort of most bang for your buck, but you also need to see what, what categories are close you know, what mm-hmm. categories are winnable that, you know, are kind of like coin flips at this point um, against your opponent? Because that's that's the sort of stuff that you need to be looking closer at as opposed to just the guy that's on a hot streak that's, you know, scoring 20 points a game. And you're already crushing your, your the other teams in, in points. That's not going to help you. But if you have a guy that, you know, is getting you getting all of a sudden a steal on the block a game, but not much else. But those are categories that are really close between you and, and the other opponent. Those are the, those are the types of players that you need to be picking up and streaming or picking up as a waiver to, to carry uh, for a longer period to kind of help you give the boost in those categories so that you can win those really close categories. So just something to think about. Definitely study your opponent. See what's kind of, uh, again, what, what categories are close. And those are the, the things that you need to kind of focus more on as opposed to just going after whoever the hottest waiver guy or the hottest guy for streaming or the guy that's going to be playing five games. But again, if it's not helping you in the categories that you need help in, it's not really, it's kind of pointless. So um, just pay attention to that sort of stuff. Yes. Love the carrots, man. That was, that was a good one there. And um, actually my cheat code for tonight, uh, this, this cheat code is probably going to make people think a little bit different of me, but it's probably in a good way or it could be in a bad way. But it's a cheat code that something I wouldn't even utilize even now, but I'm just going to go ahead and beat around the bush, not even beat around the bush 
and kind of be straightforward with you listeners because, uh, you know, obviously we're going to work on our dynasty rankings here soon. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, I actually have a player. And typically, as we know, dynasty or even redraft leagues could be Anthony Davis is the number one player. Right. So for me this year, you could take this as a rant or a hot take or whatever, bold take. But I have a different player for my number one player for next year. And as far as dynasty, since we're dynasty driven, uh, the number one player I'm taking, it's not Anthony Davis. I'm taking Carl Anthony Towns. And the reason why I'm taking him, I'm not going to get too deep into it. Maybe it, as time progresses on, you guys as listeners and obviously readers of our blogs can kind of get an understanding of why. But let me just at least break down two things. As you guys know, th- the number one thing is obviously it's the Anthony Davis is he going to stay healthy, right? You got to be worried about that. Obviously, the upside is amazing. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt. Don't wish that upon anybody, but just kind of think about that. The number two, Anthony Davis, as you guys know, this trade deadline, you just never know if he's going to stay in New Orleans or he gets traded. Does it actually matter where he's going to go? He's not. He's basically going to still be fine. Will his value dip a tad, just maybe a, just a little bit? It could, but it doesn't necessarily mean it will. But the thing for me is, Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, number one, let's look at this. His usage rate was completely down last year. As people know why, it was Jimmy Butler. He was at a 22.8 usage rate. This year, obviously with Jimmy Butler's start, he, he, he's with Philadelphia now. Jumped up massively. It's at 28.2 usage rate. As you guys know, as far as, like I said, this is a huge cheat code. I don't like to give out certain stats, but this is something that sticks out to me. As people know, like, I'm a huge usage rate guy. It could be detrimental to you as far as turnovers go and other things. But just keep this in mind. He's averaging a triple one this year, and he's been super under the radar. And I just believe he has more upside, just like, as we know, Anthony, um, Anthony Davis does too. It's just, just a preference. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the best off the bat. But I'm willing to take more of a risk on Towns because, obviously, he's a little bit younger, number one. And number two, he's pretty reliable and consistent as far as durability. Obviously, I know, you know, expert says, you know, you're, you're durable until you're actually not durable anymore, right? But the thing is about him is he's improving in little things as far as assist goes. And even to, to brace his, you know, game up with this, a little bit more of a steal and then even shooting a little bit more threes. That's something that's special to me. If he could bump up his free throw percent or take more free throw shots, I'd be happy with that too. His field goal percentage, and keep this in mind, his field goal percentage, it it took a slight dip a little bit this year. Obviously, because he's shouldering a little bit more of the offense, obviously, shooting at 50% versus last year at 54%. So that means he can still get better in that stat, along with his rebounds is down just a tad bit. And that can come up a little bit. So just keep that in mind. Um, but that's that's your cheat code for tonight. And, uh, you know, with that being said, we're still running listeners league or listener leagues in a dynasty format. Uh, we this, Basically, what's open left is a 30-man league. It's a cash league. So keep in mind that, you know, there's spots open. Reach out to either me, which is my Twitter handle, at Starks underscore industry. I'm the guy with the Iron Man avatar. And you can find me on uh, Instagram as well, fantasy unicorns underscore Starks. 
And as well as you can uh, reach Kevin, where can they reach you at again, Kevin? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin So. Right, perfect. And then obviously you can reach Doc um, on his Twitter handle. If you know, which you guys can reach out to any of the unicorns, that's including Mike, uh, Jesse, and even uh, you know Pat as well. Reach out to us, shoot us a DM, and let us know if you're interested. I believe it's a it's a forty dollar buy-in. Is that right, Kevin? Uh, forty dollars for two years. So twenty dollars a season, but the buy works. We're we're gonna have people commit to at least two years. Okay. Again, the free league is filled up at this time. There might be one more person that I can get in, um, in that. But just like I said, just just come to us, reach out to us. We want to get you in and uh, get you stamped an official. And uh, with that being said, I want to also give a, a listener, a new listener, a shout out. He gave us uh, a five star rating and a two three two to three word review, and he's actually subscribed to our blogs. And, and that's a, an, another trick that I probably don't mention enough to you uh, listeners. Make sure that you subscribe to our blogs, our articles on the fantasyunicorns.com. You guys get the advantage to get that notification sent to you email that you know as soon as either Kevin, Jesse, Doc, myself, Pat, um, Mike, any of the unicorns, as soon as we drop an article on there, it's going to get shot right to your notification. You can pull up that information and read that good information that we're providing. Um, And then we're obviously recording while games are going on. So we're going to take a clutch shot. And actually my clutch shot is here. Uh, It's Tareen Prince. And I know there's been a lot of gems that's been very leery of him. I'm still a Tareen Prince, you know, believer per se. And I know it's hard, obviously, with Kevin Huerta. And, I mean, that's going to be a debate as time progresses on. And, obviously, I think uh, Doc and Kevin actually mentioned Tareen Prince, obviously, with the trade rumors. So, that's going to be one thing to look at. But he scored, actually, 21 points, two rebounds, two assists, one steal. And he hit five triples in 26 minutes. So, if he was dropped in your fantasy league, depending on your situation, I'd like to still have him. I'm going to be honest with you. That's just me. So with that being said, I'm going to pass the ball to Kevin on any clutch shot that he has for tonight. Yeah, real quick before I take my clutch shot. Okay. Uh, when you were talking about uh, the guy that oh, you yeah. had number one, I was, <laughs> I I was just waiting for you to say Luca. And... <laughs> you was waiting for me to say Luca. Luca. So, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's fine. Um, so uh, for my uh, clutch shot, I'm going to go with Andre Drummond. You know, he, he made quick work tonight. He 25 minutes, he put up uh, – 27 points, 12 boards, three assists, and three blocks. And he wow. actually went three from three, three for three from the line. So he and the Pistons really kind of took it to the Nuggets tonight, 129-103. So he played great, um, and, you know, he's been having a really good season. Yeah, real quick, if you don't mind, would you like to share your number one or you want to give us some time there, Kevin? Uh, I mean, it, it's AD for <laughs> me right now, but okay. you know, there's always always time for Luca to sneak up there. <laughs> Oh, the Luca hype train is so real. So, with that being said, guys, um, Kevin, is there anything else you want to get off or say? No, I'm good. All right, guys. So, it's been a fun night, morning, afternoon. Again, you know, reach out to us. Uh, ask us any questions. We'll take care of you. We'll do the best we can to provide you the service that you are. We appreciate you listeners and uh, followers of us. So, with that being said, have a good morning, evening, afternoon, and take a ride. Later. <laughs>